Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, loosely following the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we're going to be in Moroni chapter 4. Well, we're heading into our final three episodes of this podcast focused on the Book of Mormon. In January, the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will be shifting to another book of scriptures called The Doctrine and Covenants, which is a series of revelations given to Joseph Smith almost 200 years ago regarding how to administer the newly restored church. I'm still trying to decide whether to try to continue this podcast once we finish the Book of Mormon. So if you'd like to try to convince me to keep doing it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts telling me what you like about this show, or send me an email to comefollowmetoday at outlook.com. In reality, I consider this podcast as one of my biggest accomplishments in life, having completed 100 episodes over the last 12 months as we worked our way through the entire Book of Mormon. So whether we continue or not, Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope it's given you an additional tool to strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ as it has for me. All right. Well, in the last episode, we wrapped up the book of Ether, and today we're going to start the short final book of Moroni. If you recall, Moroni is the son of Mormon and the last survivor of the Nephites. Mormon is the one who compiled the majority of the book of Mormon that we hold in our hands today, and then he passed all the metal plates to Moroni before he died, and now Moroni is including an assortment of his own final thoughts at the end before bearing the plates for safekeeping, which will then be recovered 1,400 years later by Joseph Smith as part of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, so in chapter 4 of Moroni, we have one of the most frequently recited verses of scripture in our church, the sacrament prayer. Quote, O God, the Eternal Father, we ask thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of thy Son, and witness unto thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of thy Son, and always remember him, and keep his commandments which he hath given them, that they may always have his Spirit to be with them. Amen. End quote. So in normal times, a young man around the age of 16 or 17 will repeat this prayer at the front of the chapel every Sunday as he blesses the sacrament bread on behalf of the congregation, which is then passed around to everyone in attendance. Some churches refer to this as communion. We participate in this ordinance each week as a renewal of our baptismal covenant to witness unto God that we are willing to take Christ's name upon us, to always remember him, to keep God's commandments, with the hope that by doing these things, we will continue to have the Spirit of God by our side as we go about our lives. For many, this is the most important part of our church meetings each week, and what propels many to arrive on time to church so they don't miss it. For those of us with little kids, the sacrament can also be the most challenging part of church, where we struggle to keep our kids quiet and reverent and not throwing Cheerios all over the place, and when we ask ourselves each week why we didn't just bring the iPad to keep them occupied. Well, since the COVID-19 pandemic took off in March of this year, our church suspended Sunday services indefinitely, and while some chapels have reopened in a limited capacity since then, many of us still haven't had the opportunity to go back to church and are instead having online Zoom meetings each Sunday. 
Since ordinances like the sacrament are not generally conducted virtually, we were given the option to bless the sacrament in our own homes for our individual families. So each week since March, I've had the opportunity to prepare, bless, and pass the sacrament for my mini-congregation of five, which is something I rarely, if ever, get to do at church because the young men of the congregation usually handle that responsibility. So having a much more active role in the sacrament has been a really unique experience for me, and it's helped me to more fully appreciate the ordinance of the sacrament each week. Recently, I've been thinking about the commitments we make to God as part of this covenant. We say that we're willing to take upon us the name of Christ and keep God's commandments. This is an interesting commitment for us to make because we're almost surely going to break it sometime during the week. Do you and I always behave in a Christ-like way? Do we always treat those around us like the children of God that they are? Do we ever lose our patience with our kids? Do we ever treat someone unfairly? Are we ever dishonest, greedy, prideful? Do we ever engage in behaviors that go against the commandments of God? For most of us that haven't yet reached perfection, we always fall at least a little short of how we want to live and treat others. So as I've thought about this recently, as I've blessed the sacrament for my family, the part of the prayer that has impacted me the most is the phrase that we will always remember Christ. Even if we fall short in our commitment to keep the commandments and take the name of Christ upon us, we can still remember him. When we show up each week at church to renew this commitment, or if we're doing it at home, it's like we're declaring to God that we're still here. We haven't given up. We still want to try. We want to grow this week and become a better version of ourselves. And in so doing, we're able to feel the spirit a bit more in our lives. So as you and I start off this new week, perhaps we can think about what it would mean for us individually to have a perfect week. What would it mean to fully take upon us the name of Christ and to keep all his commandments? How would we need to treat those around us? What behaviors would we need to modify? How do we really accept our Savior's invitation this week to come and follow him? So let's you and I commit to God to work on these things. But when we invariably fall short, let's make sure we show back up to church next Sunday, whether in a chapel or in our home, and witness to God again that we're still here and we'll keep trying week after week, year after year, until we finally become perfected in Christ. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.